two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 99.99999. With threatening the juice today is a very special guest, the AirPod God, the most marketable one from MLW, Richard Holiday. What's going on, sir? Well, you caught me off guard a little bit with the episode 99.999. Why am I not episode 100? Well, you know, it's... Here's the thing. Blame we were it on building the virus. up the episode... Yeah, blame it on the virus. We're going to blame everything on the virus. Um, we were supposed to be putting on a episode 100 at a local brewery around here, Three Floyds, and the coronavirus kind of ruined everything on that. So uh, I, we decided to still keep going with the method we had. I mean, fuck it. If you want to be on episode 100, too, we'll just have to bring you back. Well, you can bring me back, but I think episode 99.999 to infinity. Um, has a bit more pizzazz to it, and I'm the only one who will ever have that moniker. So, you know what? From a marketing standpoint, I think episode 99.99 to the infinity is, is better than episode 100. That's right. As Chris Farley would say, that is correct. <laughs> so what's going on in your world, man? Well, uh, my world is uh, altered, obviously. Um, yep. I'm still heavily caffeinated. However, it is to really no use um, in the sense that there's not many places to go to or things to do. However, you know, I'm staying busy to the best that I can. Um, I'm hopping on podcasts with gentlemen like yourself um, to pass the time and, 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 you know, attempt to get my mind off the fact that the world is literally ending. Other than that, I'm doing great, right? Well, I mean, you're a marketing man yourself. You know, you got to keep that brand awareness out there, right? Well, of course. I mean, marketing doesn't and for anybody, uh, branding never rests. So it's very important to stay relevant with the public and the consumers and you know, make sure that your name is being talked about just as much, if not more, in times like this than when things are normal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love, I absolutely love the uh, the consumers. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to insult you and call it the shtick or anything because I don't believe that it is. Uh, I just, I like your presentation and... Um, it's the truth, you know. I was watching an interview you did uh, for ABC Six, and you were kind of explaining that whole thing. And um, I, hey, man, kudos to you. I just I like that. That is much like episode ninety nine point nine 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 is 
yours and forever will be. So is the, you know, the way you interact with the consumers and the way that you present yourself in the world of professional wrestling it is very unique unto yourself. So kudos on that. Good unto you, Ned. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's what they are. They are consumers. Exactly. And, you know, am I um, an innovator for calling them consumers? I, I think, you know, I think some may say yes and, and others may say no. I mean, I think the intelligent and the intellectual will say, well, you didn't innovate really anything. That's, that's what they are from the start. But I think, you know, somebody with, you know, uh, a shorter, um, you know, length of knowledge might say, well, wow, you know, I can't believe you're, cool. you're calling them a consumer. <laughs> well, think about it. They, they paid money to see something. They are putting money into the market. They're buying goods or services, you know, whether they're buying your T-shirt or buying an 8x10 or buying a ticket to see you in specific. They are a consumer, of, you know, a, a quote-unquote fan of professional wrestling might not partake in any of those activities. Right, they might just say, "Oh yeah, you know, pro wrestling is cool." They're not a consumer. Mm-hmm. They're not a consumer. They're they're probably a casual fan. Right, but a, a consumer is actually integrated uh, into the market. Exactly, I totally agree. Uh, and speaking of the market, I mean, do you, you practice? Uh, are you involved in any way, shape, or form with the stocks or anything like that outside of pro wrestling? So of course, and uh, this this is a really difficult time. Um, yeah. you know, it's it's one where yeah. You know, hopefully you were prepared um, financially. Yeah. You know, for something like this, and uh, thankfully I am. But you know, this is this is a very very this is worse this is worse than than '08 in terms of the effect uh, on the market. Was, you know, 2008 was you know a housing blunder. This this is something where consumers can't even go into the market and really spend uh, right. or, or put money in it. I mean, this is. From a, a stock perspective, this is worse than 2008. Right. I, mean, I totally agree. Uh, very uncertain times. Um, what, what's your take on this? I mean, I know nobody can really put a, a length of time on how long this whole thing's going to last. But, uh, I mean, is this something you do think that the market can bounce back from? And if so, how long do you think that it would take uh, to really feel the effects of a bounce back from this? Oh, man. I mean, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Right. And I think, you know, the effects on the market, I mean, I don't know, it could be a 12-month effect, you know, it could be a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm praying that it's not, but this could be something where um, it's going to get worse before it gets better. It might be a good time for somebody who's never invested to maybe maybe buy some stocks um, and, 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 you know, hope that they get to, you know, surface level in, in months' time. And maybe they can turn a profit on that, but. Other than that, for people that have been in it, I mean, it's these are these are rough times. Yeah, very much. Um, so, getting out of the market talk here, I, I'd like to get into a little bit of you know I, I've seen you wrestle with MLW and Cicero on occasion. I, I watched you and MJF win the tag titles. I unfortunately watched you drop the tag titles uh, in Cicero. Boom. Very impressed. <laughs> very impressed with your work, though, sir. Um, you're you're one of those guys that uh, caught my eye along with a, a fellow member of the dynasty and a former guest of the show, Alexander Ham- Hammerstone. That uh, man, I, you guys, I think you guys are on that tier of up and coming talent. I mean, you're already established in you know in the world of MLW and indie wrestling, but I think you know you guys will be that next level of superstars that end up going to like an AEW or a WWE and just absolutely killing it. Um, so I was really excited to get you on. 
Um, I have a, a couple of questions here because what we did is we reached out to people in uh, social media via Twitter and Facebook that had questions for you that they wanted answered. So if you don't mind, I'd like to throw, I got six of them here right now. Throw them at me. All right. Number one, this is from Mohammed uh, via Twitter at 21RHCP. So he must be a Chili Peppers fan. He wants to know, is Richard's father a real lawyer or is he working us all? Well, Mohammed, first and foremost, I think the Red Hot Soda Peppers are maybe the most overrated band of all time. And second, <laughs> second, Mohammed, um, don't insult me like that. My lawyer slash my father um, is indeed a real lawyer. He also is indeed a real father. So um, I'd appreciate questions like that to not be asked. Am I quote unquote working people or working as you uh, so elegantly stated? Um, no, you know, he's a real person. Uh, with feelings, and uh, now I will direct him to not listen to this portion of the podcast so he doesn't get insulted. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, question number two comes from Mark Lee Griffith on Twitter at the hash or at the Twitter handle at Mark Lee Griffith. There's no H on the end. And the number two, he says, "What are your thoughts on your theme song? I think it's a bit outdated. You deserve better ring music. The Diamonds Are Forever is a bit 2008ish. Just saying." Oh, you're just saying, Mark? You're just saying that? That it's outdated? Um, well, here's my take on that. Um, I think it's great. Um, I think it instantly attracts the consumers, and they know that I'm coming out. Um, you know, it gives that big entrance feel to it. Do I use something uh, different prior to my MLW days? Well, of course I do. Um, and, of course, I did. But I've grown to love it, and I, I personally think that it's a it's perfect. Um, I think it's a great theme song and I trust the powers of MLW a little bit more than somebody who changes their last name from Griffin to Griffith. So, um, <laughs> I think we're doing okay. Thanks for the question, pal. Nice. Here's another one that kind of pertains to music. This is from Darren Kaltrowitz at Kaltrowitz on Twitter. It says, who is your favorite member of Dave Matthews band and why isn't it Stefan Lassard, if I said that correctly? Shredding the know he's a huge Dave Mark. Wow. Um, good question. Um, man. Um, who did he say? Why is it not Stefan Lassard? Yeah. I mean, he's obviously fantastic. Um, man, I don't know. Um, I mean, Carter's fantastic on the drums. That's my favorite. Um, he's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, his, his drum line in, uh, Say Goodbye off the Crash album, like, is, I just think it's fantastic. Uh, he just, I, I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with Carter. I, I think his work is, is tremendous. And I think he brings so much to the band. Um, you know, Stefan Lassard is obviously fantastic. Tim Reynolds is great. Um, it, you know, but don't, oh, oh, you know, the, you know, the, the, the saxophone, the trumpet and the guys playing those, I mean, those make a lot of the songs, you know, the, the horns, um, and giving it like that band, that big band feel sometimes is, but they just do incredible work, man. I just, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of Dave. How many times have you seen them live? Unfortunately, only once, because so many times um, I'm booked, or I'd be booked when they would come. Mm -hmm. And uh, last summer, I was fortunate to completely uh, reserve it and not be able to, um, and not have any booking. So I went to Dave for the first time last summer, and actually, me and one of my buddies are actually planning a trip to Seattle to see him this year. Um, at the Gorge Amphitheater, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I've only seen him once. That is. 
Stratton, so you guys can mark out together on that. I uh, I, I owned the Crash album back in the 90s when it came out, but other than that, I, I haven't really kept up with what Dave's been doing. But surprised to say that it sounds like most of you Dave fans, like everybody else in the band except for Dave. Well, well I, that's, that's funny because I was on a podcast before and they asked me who my favorite character of The Office was. Right. And I said, well, I'm going to automatically rule out Michael because he's everybody's favorite. So obviously <laughs> Dave is my, is my favorite, but I want right. to give somebody outside of him of, of uh, who I thought you know, brought the most. I like that. I like uh, that you chose the drummer too, man. I'm all about percussionists in bands. So, oh yeah. Okay. Our next, our next question is from Jaritza Flores Garcia on Twitter at Jaritza Flores ninety four. She says, "What is your favorite type of coffee, and how did you get signed to MLW?" Wow, those are two really like like two questions that just don't mesh at all. Like you know how like you like you'll ask somebody and then like sub- uh, subsequently like the next question will like have you know pertinence to the previous but I digress. Um my favorite type of coffee varies uh based off the time of day and the location of where I'm at. Um if it's a first time coffee shop experience, I'm gonna get a cortado, um, which is equal parts espresso to equal parts milk. I do oat milk because I don't drink dairy. Uh, my morning coffee is always just a standard black cup of coffee. And then my afternoon coffee is a venti iced Americana from Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you, want, if you want me to get ultra specific, um, 5 p.m. on a Sunday, I typically will get myself a venti almond milk honey flat white. But that's a little too complicated. Me, I, I'm just like, uh, I'm your morning coffee guy. I, like, give me, you know, a bunch, like a pot of black coffee and I'll stare at the wall. Yeah. I mean, I like the space now. I like to make it more of an experience. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's just me, man. You know, there's different coffee for different folks. Yeah, there is. Have you ever tried Deathwish coffee? Um, I did. I found um, the results were fine in terms of, you know, the actual caffeination, but I, I did not enjoy the taste. Um, I thought it was a little too, um, like, you could almost taste the caffeine, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't a huge fan. I, I will tell you what, um, I did just order from this brand called Caffeine and Kilos, uh, which is a brand that I know a lot of professional wrestlers have endorsed, um, you know, just because of their uh, you know, their offerings in terms of, you know, workout equipment and, and coffee. Kind of goes hand in hand, and I just got that in the mail the other day, and it's really good stuff. So I, that, that's pretty good. They might have another. Uh, they might have a consumer out of me. <laughs> so is that like a wrestling thing, like getting jacked up on coffee and then working out? I think. Uh, I think. Well, yeah. I think about you know the wrestlers. You know, think about wrestlers. I mean, they're on the road all the time. Um, you know, going from town to town, or you know, hopping on a plane, going somewhere. I mean, it's, you got to be caffeinated for these things. You got to be ready to go. Um, especially, um, you know, coming off a plane, like me flying from Connecticut to like a Chicago to do a show for MLW. Like, yeah. I'm beat. I'm beat. Like the first thing I do before I get in, in my, uh, in my ride over to the venue is I grab Starbucks because I'm not going to the venue without this. Um, you know, uh, so it's, it's a necessity for me, at least it's a necessity. I feel you. I've uh, last. I think one of the first or second time I saw you guys in Cicero, I uh, had to make a Starbucks stop for Casey Lennox because she needed her caffeine fix and was stuck at the Cicero Stadium all day. Oh, poor Casey! <laughs> right, she needed that. <laughs> right on. Moving on to the next question. This is from Joe. Don't call me Cinco de Mayo. Uh, at T L S or B S L T O Flushing. 
That's his uh, handle. I don't know what the fuck it means. So, anyways, his question for you, Mr. Richard Holiday, is what is your personal goals for 2020 in MLW? And you must know a story of your most uncomfortable fan or slash consumer encounter. Well, the goals for 2020 remain the same, and, I, and that's just to continue um, making the brand of the dynasty the biggest thing in professional wrestling and the most talked about thing in professional wrestling, not just major league wrestling. And I think. Um, we're on the correct path in doing so. I think the dynasty is is one of, if not the most, you know, talked about things currently, just in pro wrestling in general. Um, MLW really struck gold with us. I'm not going to lie. Um, and of course, personally, there's plenty of championships outside of the Caribbean Championship that I feel might look extraordinarily well around my waist. But uh, I'm sure those opportunities will come across as they will. In terms of a consumer experience, I would say um, the oddest thing I've ever had was. I was doing a show um, at a minor league baseball stadium in Massachusetts, and a consumer gave to me a manila envelope filled with fun facts about him. And there was probably 200 printed fun facts about him uh, with with pictures of him as well. And And he told me to take this and remember him. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ Was his last name Gacy? Uh, no, I, I don't know what his last name was I didn't just, I didn't bother to learn it um, right. I, I don't know what I did with some With those files of his fun facts But man, if I could dig them up and read a couple It would really turn uh, the podcast upside down But I don't have them I, 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 I might have thrown them out to be honest Well, shit It's all good It's probably for the best well, our, la- <laughs> our last question comes uh, via Facebook from Mason Dixon. This is kind of a average show type question, I guess. No offense, Mason, but you know, uh, would you like to go to WWE or AEW? I know you would be huge in either. Um, you know, that, that, that's, I mean, that's obviously a question that gets asked from time to time. And right. while I am a forward thinker and while I am, you know, looking five, 10, 15 years ahead in my life, um, you know, where I could end up, um, I do not know. What I do know is what I'm doing in March of 2020. And, you know, in March of 2020, I'm heavily focused on making MLW the biggest and best brand that there is, making Richard Holiday the biggest and best brand that I am, and making the Dynasty the biggest and best brand that that is. And that's my my, my short-term and long-term goals. And, um, you know, who knows? Who knows what the future has in store on Crystal Ball? Um, I just had a calendar and I know tomorrow is March 24th and I'm focused on that. Nice. Another solid answer. Um, I, I think, uh, as far as what you're saying with the dynasty and establishing them as a prominent brand across, uh, the professional wrestling world, I think you guys are very well on your way to that. Cause I, when I think of like factions, if you will, uh, throughout pro wrestling that really stand out, at least to me. Um, you know, Dynasty's got to be up there. Uh, what you guys have done, and especially with, uh, you know, MJF's exodus to AEW, it, it, you guys have missed the beat. You know, there might be some marks or detractors out there saying, well, maybe this was just an MJF thing. But uh, I very much, to me, it seems like you've taken the reins. Uh, and, you know, you guys have brought in, like, Gino Medina now, and you still got Hammerstone. And you guys are still very relevant. Your guys' promos, your vignettes, everything, really fucking awesome. Um, so as far as, like, establishing uh, your guys' brand across professional wrestling, I just think that is, 
as, as more people become aware of MLW, uh, which you guys can watch on being sport and YouTube, I mean, for free, uh, I, I think the sky's the limit for you guys. And that's not me kissing ass. That's just telling you like it is, you know? Well, for sure. I mean, I think uh, the acquisition of Gina Medina was, was really fantastic. You know, that was a personal um, recruitment from, from myself. I felt like we needed to really penetrate the Latino market, and he's the perfect individual for that. Um, you know, me, Maxwell, and, and Hammerstone really laid the foundation for what I think will be remembered as one of the greatest actions ever. And our vignettes or our, you know, on-screen uh, promos or whatever you, it is that you want to call them, um, I think would rival anything. Um in terms of just pure entertainment and, and just watching something for a minute to two minutes or three minutes or however long these vignettes are, if you can tell me one individual or group who is, who is giving you better quality than the dynasty, I, I would be shocked. I truly would. And that's not biased. Um, I just think that's from results or, or, or from consumer feedback. Um, I would say it's accurate. Oh yeah, totally, man. I agree with that 100%, you know, and there's in the day and age where it seems like, you know, factions and tag teams are just fucking thrown together. You know, it's like, Hey, pick this asshole out, this guy and whatever. And, uh, you guys really gel, you know, you can see that chemistry with you guys in the group. And that's something I think that stands out and really helps, um, establish your brand and makes you guys be that, top-notch brands as a faction, you know, the dynasty across, that's across all brands, whether it's, you know, AEW or WWE or any of that shit, you know, it's, uh, it really helps you stand out the chemistry you guys have together. Yeah, we have great, great chemistry, great continuity. Um, and I think it, it all stems from our relationship when the cameras are not rolling and the fact that we're all very similar and the fact that we all have the same ideologies on pro wrestling and we all know what the consumer wants to see. Right. And we, we deliver that each and every time. Oh yeah, you do. Um, something else I wanted to kind of get into here real quick. And I know you, you may or may not like talking about this, but, uh, not that I'm going to ask where you were trained. Cause I know all that. We're not going to go into any of that fucking behind the music type scenario, but, uh, Paul Roma the guy. Oh, I enjoyed very much as a, a kid growing up watching wrestling, whether it was with like a little stand with the four horsemen or, uh, power and glory in the WWF. Um, what, I mean, he obviously, he still keeps up with what you're doing. And uh, what has he had any words for you on any of your success or anything like that? Oh, God, yeah. Me and Paul are, are extraordinarily close. And um, he's one of the closest people in my life. And, you know, I owe so much of my success to him. You know, he obviously is the one who trained me and gave me my, my footing and my groundwork. And, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, he's super proud of me. And he's he's come to some MLW shows and he's checked it out. And he's, you know, it's it's it's. It's like a proud, uh, like a proud parent moment, you know, for for him. Uh, I was actually his first student um, at Paradise Alley, so to see me go from just me and him in a warehouse to national television to you know pay per view, right? It's a proud thing for him. Oh, I bet, man. And he's he's a guy I think in the business that uh, I, it's highly underrated, in my opinion. Um, you know, I've, I've heard guys when they talk about his stint with the Horsemen and whether or not he belonged and. And whatever, I just, I mainly remember him from, like I said, like power and glory, like back when I was a kid. And like, to me, that was like the coolest shit, dude, with like Hercules Hernandez. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, power and glory. It's actually funny, you know, Paul made a Twitter and, you know, he doesn't really know how to use it, but 
a lot of people will tweet at him and, and, and say that, you know, Powell and Glory is, you know, one of their favorite tag teams ever and they were so underrated and they could have done this, mm-hmm. could have done that. You know, uh, in watching it back, I tend to agree with that, you know? I mean, it's, the tag team has really had everything that they could have, um, you know, got behind and made something really, really great. All right. He still had a good career. He's still extraordinarily memorable, and, and people love to talk about Paul Roma and, and hear from him. And anybody who's had the privilege of meeting him uh, knows how great of a guy he is. So, you know, he, he's instrumental in my career. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. How's he doing uh, body-wise? I mean, because that dude was always in killer shape, man. Always had a great build. He's, he's still Jack. Trust me. Still Jack Knight. That's <laughs> good to hear. Paul, if you're out there listening to this, I'm fucking stoked for you, bro. <laughs> he's, he's ripped, bro. You got to see him. Hell yeah. Um, so outside of wrestling, kind of, you know, obviously like the stocks and all that, what does Richard Holiday like to do? Well, you know, Richard is a, a very simple guy. You know, Richard enjoys his coffee shops. Richard enjoys, you know, going shopping for suits. Richard enjoys, you know, rocking out the days. Richard enjoys, um, traveling the country and, and, and doing things of that nature, working out, health and fitness is obviously very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to keep a very private life um, just because we're so exposed um, right. as pro wrestlers. That, you know, I don't, I don't divulge all too much of my personal life on social media or anything like that. So um, I do what you think Richard would do, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I got you, brother. I got you. So like, Growing up as a wrestling fan, because I've seen this throughout their interviews too. I mean, you, you, like most people, I mean, and I don't mean this as a derogatory comment or anything, but you know, you hear a lot of guys that men and women are wrestlers nowadays. So it's like, well, how'd you get into it? And a lot of them were fans since they were little kids, you know? Uh, who were some of your favorites growing up? And not even ones that just like, I'm, or inspired you or whatever, but who was, people that you like whether heels faces whatever you want to do or say that really man you where you had to see them every week on whatever wrestling you were watching Kane Kane huh yep he's my favorite performer of all time oh sure Isaac Yank of DDS huh well not him (laughs) when uh, when I first went to a show I was absolutely enamored by Kane uh, mm-hmm. Kane and the Undertaker were always my things. Uh, right. You know, you know, everybody was more so rock and simple. And obviously, while I have a tremendous amount of appreciation for them, Kane and the Undertaker was what made me really, really love wrestling. That's that, that's good to hear. I was actually just watching before it went on air here. Um, I was at WrestleMania eight back in the day, so I kind of date myself a little bit. So I was kind of going back and looking at some of that, and uh, I mean. The old school Undertaker, like early '90s. This was, you know, I think he was uh, going against Jake Roberts in this one. This was uh, right before Jake left for WCW. I just, I love that old school feel of when he first came out, and he just looked super fucking creepy, you know? Oh God, yeah. I mean, as a child, he is—he's going to captivate you possibly the most. Um, mm-hmm. That's what—that's what happened to me. Um, you know, getting older. You know, maybe uh, maybe guys like Edge or, or Randy Orton were, were, were people that I gravitated to a little bit more. But um, Kane, Kane was always my number one guy. Nice. I'm surprised to hear it wasn't a guy like IRS or something. <laughs> well, you would think that, but you know, <laughs> I, I never really allowed wrestlers to dictate what I wanted to do. Right. In the sense of like, 
a lot of people will watch Shawn Michaels and say, well, I'm, I want to be Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never said that about anybody. I never said I want to be X. It was just, I am going to do that. You know right. what I mean? You want to get in that position. Yeah. So I think that's the mindset that you got to have as opposed to, I'm the next Bret Hart. No, you're not. So, you know, just shut up. But why don't you try and be, <laughs> why don't you try and be the first bitch? And that was yeah. my approach. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good uh, approach to take, man. I mean, like you say, a lot of people don't, and then they end up having a lot of cookie-cutter bullshit, and who needs that? You know, we got enough of that. Exactly. You know, separate yourself. That's right. You got to keep them separated. So speaking of keeping things separated, I mean, obviously, I mean, you're you by yourself. Um, I mean, you're still I mean, you're still talking with the boys, or what? What's going on? What's it been like as far as like MLW goes? You know, I mean, I know everything's at a standstill right now. Is uh, are you guys plan on doing any kind of empty arena shows like a lot of these other companies are doing? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think that's a route that we're going to take. Um, I know that we have plenty of television uh, in the can, right? Um, for us uh, to get us through. Uh, hopefully, we can do our May second show in Dallas. Um, that's fingers crossed. But who knows at this point? You know, our 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 April Chicago show has already been postponed to June. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, I'm keeping up with a lot of the guys, and especially Hammerstone and Gino, and making sure that everybody's good. But. It's uh, these are weird times for pro wrestling, and and you know a lot of people are uh, very nervous about this, and deservedly so. But yeah, this is uh, you know hopefully this is something that we we break through as a nation, and, and we can maybe find something that you know helps. But who knows? Yeah, I mean you look at what it's doing to guys like Hammerstone. I mean he's fucking he's going to war with ducks right now. <laughs> From what I'm, yeah, I mean he's he's, he's he's battling these ducks, so who knows? I, mean, I, I wish he was best with that. Right? It'd be funny to see him out there with like a fucking old school Nintendo Zapper or some shit, like he's playing some duck hunt or whatever. <laughs> but uh, definitely entertaining stuff, man. Yeah. Um, so you and MJF still keep in contact? Oh yeah, yeah. Just texted him the other day. But um, you know he's busy. I'm busy. We're not we're not uh, blowing each other's phones up. But for sure, there's, a, right. there's there's plenty of love between Maxwell and myself, and I think we'll always keep in touch. He's still a dynasty member. Oh yeah, you gotta be man. It's you know the old adage, you know once you're in, you're in for life. Yep, dynasty for life. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Richard, I want to know if you weren't doing pro wrestling, what is it that you would be doing other would it just be stocks well no it wouldn't just be stocks because I, I don't think i don't fancy myself a day trader but right i mean you know i think i would probably own my own coffee shop that would probably that's what i'm eventually going to do would uh, you hire tony shivani uh no i, ah. I don't believe, i don't believe he has any barista skills um, <laughs> but um tony's a good guy you you wouldn't have a job with me um right. but uh yeah, I mean, I would own. I probably own my own coffee shop. That's that's my plan um, for when I'm uh, around forty years of age. I'd like to have that. Uh, I'd like to have those wheels in motion. Um, you know, there's, there's there's plenty of avenues that I I want to get into uh, outside of pro wrestling. And um, you know, I do my research now. But pro wrestling is my main focus currently. Um, right. That's that's where I'm hoping to allow myself to have the business ventures that I want to have later in life. Um, hopefully due to the success that we'll have in pro wrestling. Oh, yeah, and I think it's a great thing. You know, I don't think a lot of the boys maybe 
I mean, maybe they do nowadays, but I know a lot back in the day didn't really kind of think that through and invest in their future. I mean, you had guys like Randy Savage that, you know, they'd always put their money in the bank and never spend anything. And, you know, by the time he was, you know, before he passed, I mean, he was well off. He still had all his money. But I, I, I think it's a very smart thing to use whatever you get out of this uh, pro wrestling venture, especially if it becomes fame and fortune or at least sustainability to invest that into another passion. You know, that's kind of like what we do. We're constantly thinking of things that, you know, we like and we want to get invested in. Um, so yeah, I can totally see that, man. Like you running like a badass fucking coffee shop or something like that or anything you want to do. I think that that's great, man. That's really good to hear. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different things and so many different ways to make money. I, I just, that's the, the coffee shop would be more of a passion project. Right. I, th- I think it, I think it will obviously be very profitable. Um, and can be. It's just it's, it's more of a passion project. Um, you know, it's it's ancillary to to the pro wrestling. So, what kind of other sports? I mean, I know you played a little uh, college football. Any other sports that you're really into or that you watch? Well, baseball is my favorite sport. Who's your uh, favorite team? The Yankees. All right, all right, well, I'm a White Sox fan. I actually, I actually like what the White Sox did this off season, but um, yeah. I'm a huge baseball fan. That is that is my number one sport by far. Um, football actually has been fading away from football just generally. I don't really like the, the game is going, just too many rules. It's just, I, I find college football to be a lot more entertaining than pro football. What'd you think of the XFL? I didn't watch any of it. If I'm, if I'm going to be honest, I was burnt out from the season. Uh, you know, the, the NFL takes a lot out of you and then you immediately go to, you know, something that is brand new and, and, you know, maybe not as exciting on the surface is, is just not, uh, something I was looking to venture into. Hmm. Uh, yeah, baseball up and away. That's that's the sport for sure. How many uh, you've been in? Uh, obviously, you're a big Yankees fan. You go to a lot of games, or yeah, I try to make it to some games as as, as often as I can. Um, you know, try and get my box seats and go and and you know just enjoy the game for what it is. But um, I, I do enjoy baseball at home. I, I like the TV experience. A lot of people don't like watching baseball on TV. They prefer to be at the park. Um, I, I'm 50-50 on that. I, I think they're both equally as enjoyable. Um, if, you, if you like baseball, that is. Right, uh, right. If they're not just there for the tailgating and, you know, the fucking party. Yeah, for the hot, for the hot dogs and the beer. But, right. you know, for, for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I can enjoy it either way. Well, hey, Richard, I, I thanks for coming on, man. I, I really fucking appreciate it, dude. Uh, let the people out there listening know where they can find you at. Yeah, they can find me at Most Marketable on Twitter and Instagram. They can go into ProWrestlingTees.com, type in Rich Holiday, two L's in Holiday. Um, you know, be a consumer, purchase a T-shirt. Um, they're highly fashionable. And, you know, that's that's what you can do. Please don't send me a friend request on Facebook. I won't accept it. And, um, and that's it. Just be a consumer and follow me on, on both social media platforms. Oh, yeah. And where can they watch you? Where, where can people find MLW? On Be In Sports, uh, Saturday nights at 9 p.m., uh, streams on YouTube as well, I believe at either 7 or 8. Um, if you're not too familiar with MLW, um, go on, start from episode whenever I debuted, and, and just go from there. And it'll be a tremendous viewing experience for you, especially during this quarantine. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody needs a little audio-visual stimulation during these trying times, and I think the fucking dynasty is where it's at. Yes, the dynasty will get you through this quarantine, for sure. That's right. <laughs> well, Richard, hey, man, I wish you nothing but the best in the future. And, hey, if you're down anytime, come back on the show. We'd love to have you back on anytime, brother. 
Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good night, man. You too. You gonna do sex to me? Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.